This time on Magnificent, we give our predictions on Apple's spring event and some wishful thinking on unlikely surprises. It's episode 30 of Magnificent. I'm Ian Fuchs, and with me, as always, MacTrass.com senior editor, Mr. Chris Houck, and the man who eats all of the pies, Mr. Glenn Kunzler. All of the pies. All of the pies, all of the time. That's right. And uh, especially after yesterday, I'm sure you had plenty of extra pie yesterday. You know, I'm actually off the pie for now. I had I had one one slice, and I was I, that was that was it. I didn't even buy any pie. Leave nope. it to Glenn to go the exactly the opposite way of everybody else. Everybody else was eating pie yesterday. I actually did. I didn't have any pie yesterday either. So, I, uh, hmm. no no pizza no, pie, did, no I fruity pie, no nothing. No pie in the sky schemes. Nothing. No, I was it was a pie free pie day for me. What is sans, wrong with us? Sans pie. We're just uh, we're rebels. I guess rebels without a clue. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so it's it's been a long while since we've done one of these. I think we're uh, we're averaging one a month in 2016. Uh so we're we're hoping to change that for March though. Let's hope so. Yeah. Hold on to that dream, okay? You gotta well, have a dream. I, I figure we're going to discuss the rumors, or not rumors, our predictions, whatever, uh, things about the the Apple event, and then hopefully next week we can do a follow up and actually see how right or wrong we were. Um, well, hell, there's two right there. My, my God, we're on a roll. Yeah. So <laughs> we haven't even started. Yeah. And if we uh, if we time it correctly, next week next week's episode can come out uh, on or around my birthday. So. Well, there you go. Yep. So don't expect a present, but I don't plan on. We giving... will attend the party, but we won't out bring a present. That's fair enough. Our presence is presence enough. I've I've been told that once or twice in my life. <laughs> now that's a damn lie. <laughs> It showed up. What do you want? I think Where's it's really. Booze? I think it's really. Our presence is the only present you're getting. <laughs> That's probably, more like. It's it. probably the more appropriate way to say it. Here's a pair of socks. Uh, they're used. <laughs> uh, so uh, next next Monday. This is, this is like the big topic of the day. Next Monday is uh, is March twenty first, which is the. Yes. Official date for Apple's spring event. We'll call it that because I don't think they'll have another one this spring. Um, but they're a let us loop you in event. What do we know so far? What don't we know so far? Do we know anything so far? Well, the only thing that we can really know based on a solid chain of evidence is that a significant iOS update is likely um, based on the fact that they're on beta seven of mm-hmm. the latest version of iOS. Yeah. And we know there'll be an event. That's about, that's the two things we know for sure. And, and they're going to loop us in on something. They're going to loop us in. And I, I think, uh, Ian, I think you decided that that had to do with a certain, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think you need to, I think you would need to cl- include your evidence for the loop. A certain, show notes for everyone. A certain accessory. Yes. <laughs> I, I, uh, I jokingly had said that obviously it means that if, if, if one of the things they're discussing is this iPhone SE, this smaller iPhone. Um, and the only thing I can figure is that if they're going to do a smaller iPhone that would match in size to the current iPod Touch, because that's correct, right? It would be roughly the same screen size. Yes. Yeah. Um that it would also have to have the iPod loop that it, that that one had. I don't think it has it anymore. Um, but that let us loop you in means they're going to do iPod loops for the iPhone. So you can put it around your wrist. And I, I Photoshopped very hastily Photoshopped a picture <laughs> of, uh, an iPod touch where I replaced iPod with iPhone on the back of it. And and made it from blue to gold or rose goldish, so I, I'll include that image in the show notes. <laughs> uh, but it's it was uh, entertaining nonetheless. 
It was about as good as some of the other mock-ups I've seen online. So. <laughs> counts for something, right? Yeah. Um, yeah pr- uh, presumably, allegedly, one of those words, um, an iPhone SE, which would be the size of the screen size of the five or five S. Uh, at one point, they were calling this the iPhone five SE. If that was ever in discussion, and they do go with iPhone SE, I'm very glad they dropped the five because. If the internals match that of a 6 or a 6S, it doesn't make sense to have 5 in the name because it's not a 5-inch screen. It's really nothing about the 5. Right. So that Yeah, it's not the 5th generation. It's not 5-inch screen. It's not 5 inches tall. It's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, if they drop that, drop the number like that, with calling it the SE, I mean, another advantage for them is they'll be able to have it hang around for a couple of years without everybody going, oh, well, yeah, that's the old, old one. Right. Because there's no number on it, so just the iPhone SE. Right. And then, you know, I think, and we'll get to this in a in a little bit, but I think some of this naming patterns that Apple's maybe trying to get away from is I feel like they're trying to maybe move away from the numbering of things because now yeah. they could have the iPhone SE and then for two years it hangs around and they release another one and they just call it the iPhone SE and it's just the newer iPhone SE, the 2017 model or the 2019 model or whatever. Right, just update the internals every couple of years. I mean, that's they're good. They're doing that with Macs already. That you buy a a MacBook Air, and it's the 2013 MacBook Air or the 2015 MacBook Air. Right, and that you use the year it came out as the the designator for it. So if they do the iPhone SE, it could be the 2016 iPhone SE, and then at whatever point they revamp it, then yeah. Um, but my question, and Glenn, you might know better than than chris or i because you have people that you you deal with on a, on a sales basis you touch the public yeah um, <laughs> along with along with canada um, well that's what the restraining order says <laughs> ah. what <laughs> why a four inch iphone well <clears throat> um a, a lot of people uh, i won't say a lot of people um some people <laughs> people to me uh, <laughs> the concept doesn't make a lot of sense um it seems it seems almost like a backward step i've i've encountered almost nobody who doesn't appreciate the size of the six or the six plus at least the six though those people clinging to that original screen size are are few and and far between um, and I can really see very few distinct advantages other than it would potentially allow them to make the device somewhat cheaper. Yeah, the uh, the big thing for me that seems maybe the most plausible is there are certain markets that are daintier people. You know, not not every country is full of large Americans. It's the dainty countries. Um, and and let's not leave out circus midgets or or circus midgets or Donald Trump anybody with small hands really is what I'm getting at um, and that the iPhone SE if it's a little bit smaller now it's a device that's a little more usable for them um, I still have days with my 6s plus where I'm like damn this screen is is too big for me to use it one-handed for what I'm trying to do right now Um <laughs> And the six was good for me, but I, I have average American hands and American hands. So I don't know if I think it's, if they can do it and there's not a significant overhead for them to release this and it's going to get some attention with people who are looking for that other size, that smaller size, then I guess that's why it makes sense. Maybe I don't know. I think it is going to make sense, like like you mentioned, in in other countries, not even necessarily because of smaller hands or just preferences. It's just the fact of the cost. It's going to be. I think it's going to come out a lot cheaper than the six or the six S plus, and that's going to be an attraction in some countries. I could see that, I, especially with well, not, even in even in the U.S. now, with all the carriers moving away from this subsidized pricing where you're paying for the device outright if you can pay for the device over 
a little less time or a little less per month and still get all the new tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might even become popular with like users of uh, what is it, Cricket? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of all the the, the pay-as-you-go carriers. Metro PCS Boost have, Virgin yeah, Cricket. There you go. There you go. You got the young man's mind working. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, you have to buy your you know bring your own device or buy it up front. Mm-hmm. So in in some cases, I think that's going to be very attractive to those type of customers. So it's the track phone, iPhone, <laughs> right? You, you can go. you can buy it in Walmart and just send a little package on a shelf and you just take it up front and you get a hundred minutes free. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just take it right off the shelf. Just, just sitting right on the little hook. hook not there. not even a security tag. Just eighty nine dollars and it's yours. You can buy it at a gas station. It, so it's the it's the burner iPhone. It's gonna be the burner iPhone. Pick it up. You know, pick it up with the two for one hot dog deal down at uh, <laughs> at the Village Pantry. You know, just just grab it and growl, baby. So, um, regardless of who it's for or um, why, I guess. Or if it's for anybody at all, who knows? Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe the Tim just wants to have a small phone. Maybe it's maybe it's all a ruse and there's no small iPhone at all. But if there is. Uh, they may off, They may bring out a seven-inch iPhone on the stage. Who knows? Wouldn't that well, be? Well, here's another, here's another point of interest. Does does doing things like this or do concepts like this cheapen the iPhone brand, which generally is seen as a more premium brand of electronics? I think as long as they don't make it a plastic cased five C, five C. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, and you know, it still has the the great display, still has the great processor, the abilities, it includes Touch ID. I think, I don't think it's going to bring it down that much. I mean, having the 5S around hasn't hurt anybody. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what my next point was, is like, what features does it have? Like, if it has Apple Pay, if it has, you know, some speculation, say it's going to be the processor of the 6S, the, what is it, A9? Is that right? A9, right. A10, whatever version we're on now. Like, if it has some of those specs, the fast Touch ID sensor... Uh, possibly 3D touch, possibly not 3D touch. Uh, but if it has some of those things and it's still made out of aluminum, it's still the same color options, it's still got a great display on it, like you said, the good camera, uh, camera specs, stuff like that, is there is there any reason this would cheapen the brand? Like now you're just hitting another price point at another size point with a quality and device. I think, I, and I think that's what you're doing. You're, you're giving them Chevy, Buick, Cadillac. Just like GM has for years and years, you're giving something for every every pocketbook, right? So it's um it's a market penetration move. Yeah, I think it's actually going to open up more. I mean, we were laughing about Walmart or like that, but you're going to have a lot of people that may buy a phone once a year, say around tax refund time. Yeah. Uh, people make big purchases with their tax refund checks. I, this could this could grab us just a certain category of buyer you know who this is neglected this also would work, work really well for businesses trying to outfit a fleet of employees it yeah they don't need a giant phone they want them to have a phone and in theory they could load a corporate credit card into apple pay or you know whatever yeah, and that's, then gonna, that's gonna give them better management for you know to track employee expenses uh to track employees yeah Hell, so. find my iPhone, find my friends. You're all they know where you're at. Well, and and that's another thing too with uh, iOS nine three that's you know in beta right now. If your device is managed, so this that could be a, a hint almost. You know, if your device is managed now, some of the internal settings tell you this device is managed by your corporate account. You know, through right. the the device management software. I can't think of the name of the uh, the system now. Configurator, right? That's the one. Um, yeah. So now if it's managed by that, it tells you that it's being managed. So they're putting an emphasis on this business thing. And obviously some of this San Bernardino stuff plays into some of this stuff too, or potentially plays into some of this stuff also. Um, But this could be a device that's really geared towards business. So. Yeah, I can see that. There we go. We've made the case for the smaller iPhone. Yeah, yes. Um, other other possible 
device at the uh, the event next Monday. A an updated iPad uh, in the ten inch size. So either an iPad Air three, or as some things are now calling it, a ten inch iPad Pro. Do you guys want to discuss possible specs or why they would call it an iPad Pro? <laughs> There's so much confusion about this. Uh, I mean, I can only see if you know if they're going to have it in the in the Pro line. They're going to start a Pro line like that. They're going to need. It's going to have to include the smart connector. Mm -hmm. It's going to have to include the same display the the larger Pro has, so it can use the Apple Pencil. Yeah. Um, and the same var probably... the variable refresh rate, so that it can right. track the pencil accurately. Right. You know, and you know, let's let's say it's also going to have to include that faster. What is it, the A nine X? I think is in the Pro, the faster processor. I think that's correct. Uh, and it's going to have. I mean, that, that covers it. I don't think it'll have to have three D touch. I don't think they've got the the screen yields ready for three D touch yet for this mm -hmm. for a larger screen like that. Probably not. Yeah, I would agree. And so the only thing that I would argue with is what, I guess right now, what is it that makes the iPad Pro a Pro? And why, if you release a 10-inch version of it that's now also a Pro, doesn't that just make everything equal again? Like now you get rid of Air and you replace it with Pro. And now yeah, the only advantage, only advantage you're going to have is a much bigger display on the, right. on the big pro, and that's about it. Yeah. So, so that kind of brings up, like I said, with the naming thing before, is this a chance for Apple to adopt the Mac naming model? You know, right now you can get an iPad or a, a MacBook Air in 11 inch or 13 inch. You can get a MacBook Pro in 13 inch or 15 inch. So now you would have an iPad Pro in 10 and 13 and an iPad Air in 10 and 8. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, possibly a smaller display to get rid of the Mini. Yeah, I mean, that's always a possibility. I mean, but they're kind of taking this concept backwards with the Mac, right? I mean, you've got the 12-inch MacBook, which is just the MacBook. And that's a very recent addition, which maybe suggests that they're trying to distance themselves from that type of a model. I don't know. Or is this a total surprise thing and we're going to get, I'm still hoping for it, we get the iPad slash MacBook convergence of a removable screen from a Mac in attendance size. I'd love that. <laughs> Which then makes it the uh, the Surface Book, <laughs> but <laughs> I was going to say you've been watching a lot of Surface commercials lately, haven't you? Yeah, something like that. I mean, the the iPad Pro, as it is right now, is is borderline Surface, minus the part where it runs iOS instead of OS X. I don't know. Uh, that's. A device I, I don't be understand. A, it's going to be a fun thing to watch next week. It is. Or it'll be really, really boring. And it's just like, oh, here's a bit like I, I'm thinking about like the iPhone SE. Like how much time can you spend on, hey, here's an iPhone that's like the iPhones you released eight months ago, but smaller. Or six how many months pretty ago. Pretty videos they've came up with. And and here's here's an iPad that's a smaller version of the iPad we released six months ago. Like, all I think we're missing a complete. I think it's going to be the iPad Semi Pro. <laughs> and Will Ferrell comes out on stage. Yeah, <laughs> red, white, and blue ABA basketball and a big fro. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm trying to figure out what it is about this this event next week that's going to be exciting. Obviously, they're going to spend some time on the new iOS and, TV, yeah, and probably tvOS and whatever. Yeah, and then watchOS uh, 2.2. Then you've got also got uh, OS OS X. What? <coughs> excuse me, ten point eleven point four. I think that's right. Yeah. So they'll they'll have some time they can kill, but 
I don't see it being a three-hour long event. You know, but a couple hours tops, if that. I, I'm just thinking like, that's if, if they throw in a concert. If you talk about Watch OS 2.2, what does Watch OS 2.2 give you? It gives you the shortcuts and maps. Was about the only feature that really got added. iOS 9.3 added night shift. OS or yeah, OS X whatever L cap four whatever it's called now. Um, yeah. I don't even know what that added. Oh, it, I don't ga- see what we it, got. Ga- it gave you the password protected notes and to match. You can also import Evernote notes in. And live photo supported messages. Still, that's about it. You really don't have any big selling features. Yeah. So, so then the question becomes, what is the what is the sleeper of this event that we don't know about? And so that's why I bring up like a touchscreen Mac. Like, are we going to see a Mac update that people aren't expecting? Is this maybe the chance where they can now uh, put a little fuel in the the MacBook line? Because the MacBook, you know, they released one MacBook in three colors a year ago, year and a half ago. I don't know what the date is exactly. That could probably use a little bit of a rev right now. I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, there's lots of possibilities. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to hear some mention of new Macs with Skylake processors. That could be a thing. I mean, those processors are out there now and tested and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I actually think if if we hear anything at all about Max, it will be like you said about processors, upgrades, uh, you know, improved storage space, maybe things like that. I think it's likely we're going to at least hear something about the watch. Yeah. Well, you know, Mark Gurman over at 9to5Mac has reported that we're going to see new watch bands, maybe new watch faces, but no new watch models. So, yeah, I mean, that that takes a couple minutes to say, here's our new colors of the watch band. It Maybe there's another partnership kind of like they did with uh, with Hermes. You know, if they have another if they have another partnership with another uh, designery brand, they could spend a few minutes talking about that. I don't know. Yeah. The, the only other thing I can figure is maybe Apple spends some time um, talking about the TV. And and maybe there's more news there, or maybe there's something more with Apple Music. Um, I mean, they there's this uh, alleged TV show, not alleged TV show. There's a TV show that Apple is funding uh, with Dr. Dre, starring Dr. Dre or featuring Dr. Dre, or somehow right. Dr. Dre is involved. Vital um, signs. There you go. Um, maybe this is their chance to kind of say, Hey, we're doing some original content. Um, and somehow they're yeah, using, they, I don't know. They'll probably talk about, what was it? Uh, this morning they announced they're going to have a partnership with Dubset media holdings. So they'll have all these, uh, underground type DJ remixes and mashup type mixes available. Um, and what was the other one? Oh, mouse, dead mouse, dead mouse. Is that how you pronounce that guy? Yeah. Is that guy? No, I've never listened to him. I'm dead old. mouth, dead mouth five, dead mouse. <laughs> dead mouth five, dead mouse. Mouse mouse trap presents is going to be a show on Beats One starting this Friday. So nice. I don't, I, although they haven't really announced if it's going to be like a weekly thing or if it's just a one shot or what, but you know it it sounds like they are trying to expand the the content available on apple music and also they'll i think they'll likely spend some time on that and and like you mentioned the dr dre gig so yeah uh well, they, I, they, they could kill 15 minutes showing previews uh, from that i do know um st vincent's mixtape delivery service which was one of the original beats one shows mm-hmm. uh just wrapped its first season is what they called it uh, a couple of weeks ago and they basically said, okay, so that, that's done, and at some point it may come back, but for now they're not doing another season. So I do know some of the shows, they're kind of like cycling out a show and cycling something new in in its place. So it could be that this Dead Mouse thing is, is a new show to take the place of one of the others. Um, there you go. And the only reason I know that is because I signed up for Apple Music again. No. 
I'm not proud I've been of it. Tempted a, I've been tempted a couple of times. I know my wife likes it. it as soon as they, uh, they cut it so you could no longer do any of the Apple iTunes radio, except uh-huh. for Beats 1, without being an Apple Music subscriber. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I kind of like it. And I'm, I'm trying to be more open-minded about the things I listen to and a little less picky about the things I listen to. So right now I'm actually straddling uh, Spotify and Apple Music. So I don't think that was the right word, but I went with it. It gave me a hell of a mental picture, but <laughs> I'm not going to share it. Stand on one foot on Apple Music, yeah. the other foot on Spotify, and they're just slowly spreading apart. You have a very wide stance going on there. Yep, that's the one. All right, so what else? Any totally off-the-wall, out-there, crazy speculations for next week? Something you'd love to see that you won't see? Hmm. I would I would love a 5K Thunderbolt display. Oh, yeah. I'd be all over that. A new display would be really nice. You can then sell the display you have now to buy that instead. <laughs> Something like that. Also, if you're in the market, <laughs> Glenn's selling all of the things. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him what you've got to offer, Glenn. Behind door number one. That's true. <laughs> if you want a place to pawn some stuff, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh, to all thirty of the listeners, yeah. Oh, there's, there's more than thirty of them. <laughs> Thirty-five. Um. Yeah, so a 5K Thunderbolt display, or even better yet, a 5K USB-C display, because <laughs> why not? <laughs> you know what I really want? I want a new band for the Apple Watch that increases its... Uh, battery life. Bio- battery life would be good, but the biometric measurements would be cool. Mm. So you want it blood, actually... Blood, like- blood pressure, uh, uh, better better heartbeat. I, I was actually thinking uh, something that when you put it on, on the underside, it actually stabbed right into your vein. And so it could actually take blood readings as your blood flowed past. So you can get like live cholesterol information. I know. See, I would go for that. I've got high <laughs> cholesterol. I need to, I need to know. <laughs> Except the, uh, the long-term wear of something stabbed into your wrist that you wear all day would probably not be good. Ah, details, details. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I could agree with that. Although I'm pretty, I'm pretty content with the, uh, the details I do get out of it. Yeah. I mean, for what I use it for, I mean, I finally started exercising for like the first time in my life. And so it's nice to be able to, to track the heart, my heart rate and everything like that while I'm doing it and afterwards. Uh, yeah, but it'd be nice to have a little better. Uh, motion detection. I mean, even though it's very sensitive, I mean, you even look at it while it's laying on the nightstand and it turns on. But uh, it it just really seems to miss some of my times I stand up and I do get up and move around. I don't just stand there. Uh, So, uh, I don't know. Let me tell you about that. On Saturday morning, got up at 10 after 8. Walked down to the kitchen, let the dogs outside, stood outside on the deck with them while they did their thing. They came inside. I sent them upstairs and started making breakfast, moving around the kitchen. At 10 to 9, my watch pops up and says, it's time to stand. Doesn't that irritate you? You've been moving for the last half an hour. Yeah. I was like, I "I got out of bed 40 minutes ago, and I haven't sat down since. You You can just F right off. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, it should be smart enough to understand, to, to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, and especially if you have your phone with you, I feel like the combination of the two. Like, yeah, ping off of each other. Use each other's information to, to understand what's happening. If my phone senses that I'm walking around, but my watch doesn't, maybe I'm walking around. Or my phone is on a centrifuge and spinning around in circles. One of the two. It's in the blender. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anything else? Anything else that we're going to see out of the event? I doubt it. Mm. Mm. 
can't can't think of anything that's not outlandish. Well, for those who care, the event is uh Monday, March twenty first, um noon central, ten o'clock Pacific, is that right? Yeah, that's, ten Pacific, noon central, and one PM Eastern. That's usually when they do their event, so that makes sense. Uh the event will be live streamed, so you can go to Apple dot com, watch it. Or if you're uh, not one to watch it live, uh, I'm sure Chris will have all the d- good details. On... Yes, if, if if you prefer not to have your experiences almost firsthand watching video, and would prefer to have them described to you, <laughs> then then yes, that in, mattress is the place to be. In an abbreviated third person half description of the event, <laughs> mattress.com. Oh my God, did he fall asleep <laughs> again? That type of coverage. <laughs> oh, Oh, hell, he went to the bathroom and forgot to turn the mic off. Okay, yeah. that time. Yeah. We'll see. I I may I may try to do a live tweeting thing again. I haven't decided yet. Was, Full assistance greatly accepted. That was that was fun last time, but damn, it was a lot of work. Yeah, that's the yes. thing. So, uh, and we may just be lazy and watch everything and then write something at the end. Who knows what's going to happen, kids? Yeah. Drop by and see. So, Siri failed me the other day. That bitch. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, I, I'm trying to get used to this whole voice command thing because I feel like that's what everything's going towards. Between the watch, the iPhone, the Echo, if you're one of those people, um... Xbox, like everything seems like it has voice command these days. And so the other day I tried to get Siri to set a timer for me as I do when I cook. And I said, Siri set a timer for seven minutes. And she showed me a movie called seven minutes. <laughs> and by my initial reaction was no bitch wrong. And then I said it again and she responded with, I can search the web for set a timer for seven minutes. Wow. And I was like, what the F is wrong with you? And that's the command you use. Yeah. I, I don't know what, I think it understood set as sat S A T. And for whatever reason, contextually, it was like, I don't know what that means. So here's the internet. <laughs> and here's a rabbit with a pancake on its head. Right. Like, if if voice control is the future, <laughs> we are so screwed. Why why is it so bad? And especially with especially with Siri. And I know, Chris, you're a an Echo user. Is it better Damn. on the Echo? She does better. Okay. She really does understand better. Um, and I mean, she understands from across the room. I've, mine's set up near my television, and uh, I mean, I'll be on the other side of the room watching TV, and she'll understand me. And ev- that's even with- I, have to, I have to, I have to, I have to mute the TV, of course, because the speaker's oh. right there. But, but I mean, even in a quiet time, she'll understand. You know, if there's a low part in the action or something. Sure. Uh, the only thing is that she will re- try to respond to every uh, <laughs> Alexa command that uh, Alec Baldwin says in any of the commercials. I, I had heard that, and uh, somebody told me, or maybe I saw it on Twitter that that was something that if somebody were really clever, they would make a commercial that was just summoning Alexa to do something. Like... Alexa, turn off the lights. Alexa, turn on the lights. Or better yet, Alexa, remind me to switch to Geico. And then it gets (laughs) added to your reminder list, so then later on it's like, oh, what? What is this? Oh, wow. That's... Talk about guerrilla marketing. Wouldn't that be terrible? So, uh, for anybody who's listening to this over speakers that has an Echo, uh, you're switching to Geico. Um, Alexa, <laughs> remind us to listen to the Magnificent Podcast. Yeah, <laughs> guerrilla marketing. Um, she will also respond to if, if there's a character's name on TV, it's named Alex. And they go, Alex, uh, then she'll try to respond. So so she's even better. So that's the other thing. That's the other thing I was going to say is one of my issues with, with Siri and my lack of faith in voice command is – when you summon Siri with those magic words, how often does it not listen or not pick up on it? Between your watch and your phone, do you have issues where it just doesn't pick up or do you not use that very often? 
my phone usually does pretty well. Um, f- f- over a day last week, for some reason, the watch just would not respond to a s- no matter what. Matter of fact, the phone would respond to it uh, just laying on the table while I was trying to get the watch to work. It was really so odd. I've, I've had issues late, lately where my watch is actually more responsive than my phone, like hmm. 90% of the time. Like I can almost always flip my watch and say it and say set a timer or whatever I'm trying to do and it will get it correct. Whereas my phone, I think it's about 50% fail rate where I end up having to hit the button to get it to respond. And I, this is not with headphones or through Bluetooth or anything. This is just holding the phone in my hand and trying to, to activate the command. Um, but that aside, one place that I do want to quickly touch on, we're using Siri uh, that has been great, mostly, <laughs> is on the Apple TV. And I got a new Apple TV. I don't know if I told you guys that, but I did get the new Apple TV. Yes, you did. And, okay. and I've heard of a venture you had with it. Yeah, so we've had pretty good luck. My wife l- did not know, but now loves the Siri commands on it. Um, things like skip ahead 30 seconds because we've been watching Sleepy Hollow uh, from, what is it, Fox, I think is originally where that aired. Yeah. Um, we've been watching it on Hulu. So it gets to the open part, which is like 40 seconds. So the open starts playing, and she grabs the remote and hits the button and skip ahead 40 seconds or 45 seconds, and boop, done. And it's fantastic. So on Sunday, we were going to watch a movie. And for whatever reason, she's been in this like medieval uh, kind of kick. We watched a couple episodes of The Tudors. And she's been reading this, uh, one of the Anne Boleyn books. So she was like, I want to watch The Other Boleyn Girl. And try as we might. And I'll I'll put a link in the, the show notes to what we treat. We we tried, but it was basically just asking Siri to find the other Bolin girl. And after 10 attempts, we gave up and I grabbed my phone, opened the remote app and typed in the other Bolin girl. It, it always got the other and girl correct, but Bolin apparently because it's a different weird word or differently spelled word. It just was a total fail repeatedly. And, uh, so that was one of those frustration things where it's like, Use context clues. Take a guess. What do you think it is? Like, yeah. If if it sounds similar, like somewhere there has to be a synonym type thing, or or search. I, I'm sure if it did a search on B O L I N, it would find Bolin B O L E Y N. Yeah, just do it like they told us in third grade. Sound it out. Do yeah. it phonetically. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I I tried different pronunciations. I did you try a British accent? Uh, I think that's the only one I didn't do. That's, that's the answer. Yeah, that would work. <laughs> I so. say Siri, Siri old girl. Where's that uh, the, the other the other Berlin girl for me, will you please? So I don't, have, have, you guys had, ever. have you guys had experiences like that with your TV or you've tried to use the voice command and it has failed that remarkably? No. No, I've actually had pretty good luck, especially on the Apple TV. That's that's what I thought. Of course, my, I'm hard of hearing, so my favorite command is Siri. What did what that did person just say? And then what is it? Jump <laughs> jumps back. back to, jumps back 10 seconds and turns on uh, uh, closed captioning. Yeah. That's that's pretty clever. Uh, I, I some of the commands work great. I still wish there were more. Um, and some of the little tricks you can do, like take me to the most recent episode of, works mm-hmm. pretty well. Um, yeah, we've talked about it before. I've been watching The Flash. I fall a couple episodes behind, but I hate scrolling through that long list of. Well, it moves fast, so don't fall too far behind. Oh, that's what I've heard. Um, I think I'm only a week behind, but I can say, take me to the most recent episode. And then boom, it jumps me there because it does seem to have an issue with remembering what episode I played. If I don't watch all the way to the end of the credits. Mm, yeah. And so that, that's got me a couple of times where it's like, Oh, you're on this episode. And I start playing it. And I'm like, I've seen this. I'm pretty sure. And I make it like five to, minutes in and I'm like, yeah, I've seen all of this. To be fair. I've ran into that with Netflix and 
it's few, all and a few other services too. I think all just the services, even too. on their own apps on on the iPhone or yeah, or even on the one built into the TV. So. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean it is frustrating when you, especially when you're used to something working, all of a sudden it doesn't. It's supposed to be it just works. Yeah, it just works except for when it doesn't. Glenn is amazingly quiet. Is did he? Is he asleep or? No, no, I'm, I'm still here, you're, still alive. You're awake? You're, you sure? You're okay. He's, he's trying to get I just his, don't have much to say about this. He's trying to get his Apple TV to find the other Bullen grill, and it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you have to find the first Bullen grill, and then you can find the other Bullen grill. Actually, Maybe the first Bullen grill knows where the other one is. You know no, what? She knows. She knows. I take that back. You know what we ended up doing? As I was starting to type it in, my wife grabbed the remote, and she said, show me Natalie Portman movies. And then it's scroll. A horrible thing to command a, to a TV. <laughs> it worked. Um, it pulled it, or maybe she said Scarlett Johansson. I don't. It was one of the two. <laughs> Who wouldn't like to do that? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it, it pulled up a list, and she scrolled through the list, and it was like the fifth or sixth one over. So that's how we ended up finding it was by actress, not by title, which was kind of disappointing because there are a lot of times where I know the name of a movie and I have no idea who's in it. I'm waiting for it to be able to do Siri. Find me that movie with that one guy in it that played that other guy in that one film with the second gal that was in the original version. <laughs> if she can do that for me, then I'll buy another Apple TV and put it to bed. That sounds like a very specific request. And I'm not sure which movie you're talking about. Well, see, she doesn't either. So that's the problem. Yeah. And unfortunately, I don't either. So... Really, they could show me anything, and I'd be yeah. like, "That's that could have been the one." As long as it's not on my lawn, as not on my lawn, I don't care what she shows me. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, favorite commands for the Apple TV? Favorite Siri commands? What what what's the, been the most successful thing for you guys? Just I've already shared mine. Yeah, Glenn, what's your uh, favorite Siri thing, Apple TV or otherwise? I mostly just just tell it to find me certain TV shows. And you have good success with that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I haven't had any problems with it so far. My uh I think my my biggest success with Siri has been remind me about this at another time. Obviously that's on the phone, not so much on the TV. Although it would be cool I'd... if I could have the TV remind me about it or or remind I look at my phone and I'm looking at a movie on Netflix and it's like, remind me about this when I sit down at my Apple TV. That would be fantastic. Oh, yeah. Because I like to remind me about this when I get home or remind me about this later. You know, if you're uh, looking at a, a web page or something, you can tell it to remind you about it later. Yep. Uh, and that's a really, that's a great that's, feature. You, you sent me that. Expanded, uh, expanded. You sent me that iMom thing. I'll put a link in the show notes to that for everybody too. Yeah. Uh, and I, I opened the page and I was like, well, I don't have my headphones with me right now. So I just said, Siri, remind me about this when I get to work. And I got to work and it, it popped up and plugged my headphones in and watched it and was substantially creeped out. And that was the end of it. <laughs> That's a great little short movie. And I think it proves that you should not leave your children in the care of an Android device. <laughs> I don't even want to ask. <laughs> You gotta watch it, Glenn. It's pretty cool. It's on MacOS. I, I posted it today on MacOS. It's a great. It's like a fifteen-minute short film. It's Not great. even. I think it's like eight. It's oh, yeah. It's worth it. Uh, so, with that bit of comedy, uh, real quick, something of the weeks. Chris, I'll let you go first. Oh, uh, mine is, and I just posted a review on it today. Is the Pad and Quill Larry Cuff Band watch band for your Apple Watch? It's a great little uh, watch band. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> really nice leather, well handmade, hand tooled leather, uh, made in the USA, uh, made by the fine folks up at Pad and Quill up in, I think they're in Minnesota for some reason, what I'm going to say. They're Minneapolis based, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're great people. I've dealt with them quite a bit. Uh, they're just wonderful people. They have great customer service. And the Lowry Cuff, I've just it's become my all around watch band. I don't think I've changed the band maybe twice since I got this to try it out. Uh it's it's a it's a little on the expensive side. It's $129.99. But when uh, you look at it, I mean it's got just as 
it's I like it better than the uh, how do you pronounce that fancy French Hermes. word again? Hermes. There you go. The uh, or as I say, the Hermes. Uh, That's the nice <laughs> the, it's like if you don't want me to t- use the H, don't put it there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what the H people? Uh, but I mean, you, oh, when you God. consider for a similar band, you're looking at what fifteen hundred dollar purchase, I think, because you have to buy the damn watch with it. Yeah. But you, of course, you get the you know fancy watch face too. But when you consider, you know, you compare it, uh, it's it's a great deal, and this it's got a twenty five year guarantee on the leather. So you're not gonna you're not gonna be out. It's it comes out to pennies a day if you stretch it over twenty five years. If you still have an Apple Watch in twenty five years, please let me know. But uh, I think uh, it's most likely going to probably work with the next type of Apple Watch, the Apple Watch Two or whatever the hell they call it when they release it. And it's it's very stylish. It uh, it's kind of reminiscent of the old uh, late sixties, early seventies fat watch bands, the fat leather ones. Uh, only it's not quite as obnoxious. Um, uh, the only problem is once you buy one of these, you're going to want to buy about everything that's on the Pad and Quill website. So. Make sure you got a credit card with a lot of ring left on it. And that's totally uh, fine with us if you do. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's especially nice if you click on the link from our website. But um, anyway, great. One twenty nine ninety nine. It's a uh, really stylish leather watch. It is just for 42 millimeter Apple watches. Um, check it out. Reviews on the website on MacTrass.com. And in the show notes. And we'll have, we'll have a link in the show notes. There you go. Exactly. Mr. Glenn. Yes, mine is. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of the superheroes. Also, a pretty big fan of the Legos. My something of the week is going to have to be the uh, Lego Avengers for Mac, available in the Mac App Store. Um, it is a very premium game. It's the same version that's out on consoles, so it is forty dollars, which I feel is a very justifiable price for the quality of game that you typically get through those. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. I've uh, I've been playing it a bit for the past couple of days. It's uh, it's good stuff. Nice. Forty bucks for a console quality game. Indeed. Cool. Um, I have I have two somethings. One of which is actually a something, and the other one is a humble brag. Um, so my something of the week is the Wemo Smart Switch. Uh, I picked one of these up off Amazon, and kind of just on a a whim trying to look at some of the home automation stuff it basically plugs into a your standard outlet uh, around your house and then has its own little wi-fi chip inside of it you connect to it pair it to your wi-fi network and then you can control it from your device or with a little button on the switch um, the thing i like about it i have it hooked to a lamp it's in the, our upstairs living room and so every morning at 5:45 it turns on which is when my alarm goes off. So, as I come out of the room to go downstairs to start prepping for the day, the lights on. And then when sunrise officially happens, the light shuts off. And then at the end of the day, at sunset, the light turns on and then at 10:30 it shuts off. Um and that's all scheduled through if this then that. Yeah. It's uh, very handy to do when you're on vacation and stuff make that, it look like you're uh... Exactly. Still at home. And uh, it's also cool because it's because it's Wi-Fi capable. You can you can turn it on and off anytime. Um, and from you can anywhere. also from anywhere. And you can also schedule it uh, to do different things at different times. So, you know, unlike a regular timer that's just on at this time and off at this time, it has a little bit. You can ha- it can have a little bit of randomness to it. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, I believe it was forty nine ninety nine. Uh, I take that back. It was thirty nine ninety nine on Amazon. Have you set it up through if this then this or whatever? I forget what it's called. Uh, where if this when then you, that. Yeah, there you go. When you uh, get home, it turns on. Uh, I have, probably wouldn't be it wouldn't be as handy for you since you have it upstairs. But for a while, I was doing that where it would turn on the front room light when I arrived home, so that way we didn't walk into a dark house. I I did debate doing that. Um, I think next winter, assuming I'm still using it, I will do that uh, because it's dark at like four o'clock. So I'm actually getting home in the dark now that uh, it's starting to get closer to spring and daylight savings time. Now I get home and I have like two hours or more before sunset. Uh, So it doesn't make as much of a difference. 
Yeah. But what I need it, now is I, I have Alexa can control them too. So I just tell the Echo, you know, Alexa, turn on the front room light when I walk in the front door now. So if it's at night or whatever, so it, it turns on. Sure. So, so that's really handy. They're great little devices. Yeah. And 40 bucks, it's not bad. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the other thing that I want to just quickly highlight as a something of the week is an app called Quick Tip. Uh, I don't <laughs> remember all of the other crap behind it, but it's it's a tip calculator app. And the idea is that you put in the total of your bill and then you base your base the tip amount off of the service you received bad service okay service good service great service and it will give you a tip amount that leaves the final total at the bottom being uh an even number so let's say your bill is $36.19 it will tip so that your total is $39 or $40 or $41 so that later on when you go to enter that into your check register or whatever you can remember exactly what the total was because you don't remember change um oh that's a godsend some of us very much enjoy or, even numbers or or you know things like oh well i'm you know the waitress brings back x amount of change and people get all weird about i'm gonna leave exactly 20 percent. it's like well now you're carrying around a bunch of change in your pocket drives me mm. nuts i'd much rather have an even dollar say okay this dollar goes in my pocket and all of that coin stays behind and yeah. so it it helps calculate that and uh the developer's a really nice guy from what i hear when when you when you talk to the developer and i know you will um could you tell him that I, while i enjoy the app he does need to add one other button that says abysmal abysmal horrible most horrible effing service i've ever received in my entire effing life i didn't want you to have to bleep me out right. um that I think, expect that. I think that but if he could add that, that would be great. That button exists and it's, it's, you don't even open the app. You just pay your bill just, and keep the change. It just zeros out the amount. Okay. But yeah. I started to use it the other day and I said, well, there's no horrible effing service button here. Well, I can't do this. Yeah, well. So otherwise it's a great app. I like it. Yeah. Especially from a first time developer like that. Yeah. Quite impressive. Ah. And it's free. It's and free. it's free. It's Grab free. It. Very free. Download it. I'll, the uh, link's in the show notes. Grab it. That's right. And uh, if if you do download that, the developer would really appreciate it if you could leave a review of it in the App Store. I think I did. I think you did, too. Because I like that. Yeah. I'm helpful. I'm here to help. Boom. He's a helper. Not like the government. I'm not here to help like that. <laughs> but I'm here. All right. Any uh, Anything else for today? Not for me. I really have to run. All right. Well, in that case, you can find the show notes for today's episode at magnificentpodcast.com slash 30. And you can uh, tweet us your questions at magnificentfm or with the hashtag askmagnificent. If you're into reviewing shows or sharing your opinions, you can leave us a rating or review on iTunes. And uh, my thanks to Chris and Glenn for joining me as usual. Thanks for putting up with us. If you care to find any of us on Twitter, you can find Chris at CL Hauk, Glenn's on the internet at The Glencha, and I'm always around at Ian Fuchs. And with that, until next time, bye guys. So long. So this will be a first time sober. I may get Mike fried, I don't know. Hopefully not. I don't think I've ever tried to do a podcast sober. <laughs>